Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, may you be glorified this morning. We invite you, we welcome you. Right now, we declare our absolute dependence on you. Without you, we can do nothing. And so, Father, I pray, may you touch the families that are represented here. May, you know, may no one live here the same. We thank you, Father, that we can gather. We thank you, Father, for the corporate anointing, Almighty God. There is liberty in your presence. Chains are broken this morning. We thank you, Father, for your love. We worship you and we give you praise. And everybody said, Thank you to the Lord. Well, I greet everyone in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's so good to be here at home and to see the beautiful faces all around us, that even if we have the rain, but people still come to church. And I'd also want to say thank you to Pastor Harold, to our parents, to Pastor Harold and Auntie Maud for the opportunity to minister this morning. Uh, I'm truly humbled. It's a humbling effect to stand behind you. This morning, I'd love to preach about a topic called From Devotion to Victory. From Devotion, which will end up leading us to victory. If we may close our eyes as I pray for the message, for the word. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we totally surrender ourselves to you. May you minister to our hearts. Less of us and more of you. We thank you, Father. Amen. From devotion to victory, and the foundation scripture is found in the book of Acts. If you can all turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, and I will be reading from verse 42. So to the people that are digitally inclined, may you type and get to Acts chapter 2, and I will read from verse 2. Acts 2 and verse 42. And it reads as thus. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Full stop. We end there. Now, the story that we have led from our foundation scripture, it speaks of the church of Acts. And what we gather from the people in the church of Acts is that they devoted themselves to three things. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which speaks of the word of God. They devoted themselves to fellowship, which is the second thing, and then they also devoted themselves to prayer. And with that said, I want to encourage the body of Christ to say that God has called us to be victorious. Each and everyone that is here is called to live a victorious life. God has put it in our hearts to be victorious because when we are victorious, God receives the glory. When we are victorious, the kingdom of God is advanced. When we are victorious, the plans of the enemy are defeated. And from this story here, we learn that the church of Acts, they devoted themselves to three things. Before there can be any victory, 
Victory over spirit of the Antichrist. Victory over opposition. Victory over yokes and bondages. Victory over the chains and the shackles of the enemy. Victory over spirit of oppression. Spirit of depression. Victory over the plans of the enemy. Victory over the plans of the enemy for the body of Christ. It starts with us being devoted, devoted to the Lord. Devoted through prayer, the reading of his word, and fellowship. And today I'm going to speak about the two, which is prayer and the word of God. But because the, ex, the book, the church of Acts rather, they mentioned three, which is fellowship. And as you see here, yes, we see a person praying, and we see a picture which is presenting a warrior, someone that has conquered battles. But another thing that I also want to bring our attention to is the bricks that we see behind me. Those bricks, there is no brick that can be isolated. If anyone wants to get through any brick, you need to go for all the bricks. So it is with us when we are in fellowship. When we fellowship with one another, the devil cannot isolate us. When we are together, we can never be isolated. Fellowship, which is the third thing. But the focus for this morning is on the two. I briefly want to speak about prayer and the word of God. Prayer and the word of God. Pastor Harold has already alluded to the genesis of the church, the DNA of the church, that this is a church that prays. This is a church that is birthed, which is founded on prayer. But before I get to the two, let's just look at the word devotion, the meaning of the word devotion. And the Greek word for the word devotion is proskaterio, proskaterio, which means to give attention to, to be faithful, to spend time, to be fully committed to. So the church in the book of Acts, they gave attention to prayer, to fellowship, and to the word of God. They, they were faithful to prayer, to fellowship, and the word of God. They spent time in prayer, in fellowship, and the word of God. With that said, I've set the scene now I'm going to speak about the first point, which is prayer. And to everyone that is here, all of us, we are at different levels in our walk with Christ. But I want to encourage everyone that is here. God is calling us into that corner where we pray. God is saying, yes, if you used to spend 10 minutes, I'm asking you for another 15 minutes. If you used to spend 20 minutes, I'm asking you for 30 minutes. God is calling us to prayer, where we pray and pray until the point where we feel his presence. That if we haven't felt his presence, we don't move out of prayer. And therefore, I want to encourage everyone that is here. Let us establish a lifestyle of prayer. Let us maintain a lifestyle of prayer. Let us protect that lifestyle of prayer. Because it is only through prayer that we'll get the victory. The more we pray, the anointing comes upon our lives. The more we pray, chains are broken. The more we pray... Yokes and bondages are broken. Satan's power is broken. The more we pray, the plans of the enemy are defeated. And therefore, we, everyone, everyone that is here, as Pastor Harold has said, with everything that is taking place in the world, 
We can never be part of the statistics of being unemployed. We have a job to do in the prayer zone. We have the job to do in the prayer zone. God has called everyone that is here to be victorious. When we are victorious, the kingdom of God is advanced. When we are victorious, the body of Christ is united. When we are victorious, we advance against the plans of the enemy at a personal level. The plans of the enemy as a congregation, as the body of Christ. And therefore, I encourage everyone to establish a lifestyle of prayer. That as you get home, whatever it is in, in anything that you do, look at yourself and ask yourself, are we committed, are we fully devoted to the Lord? God is calling us in this hour to be fully devoted to Him, not half-heartedly fully devoted to Him. That we live lives that are fully consecrated to Him, that are dead to the things of this world, that are dead to the lust of this world. You know, when we pray, I'm often reminded of a rocket. Before a rocket launches, it needs to thrust. It needs to burn energy. It needs to burn energy. And I encourage everyone that let us pray so that we break free from the gravitational pull of this world, the gravitational pull of this world. That's the pull of negativity, the pull of the things that are not from God, the things that want to stop us from reaching that which God has called us to reach. Point number one, prayer. Invest in prayer. We are devoted to God when we devote ourselves to prayer. The level of our victory is fully dependent on the quality and the level of our devotion to God. If you want to see victory, look at your level of devotion to God. And so to everyone that is here, let us be challenged, number one, in order to establish that prayer, in order to maintain that prayer lifestyle, in order to protect that prayer lifestyle, you must come into the house of the Lord. You must come on Saturdays when we have prayer. You must, it starts here. It starts, number one, when you're praying on your own, and it continues again when we pray collectively to enjoy the corporate anointing, to enjoy being together as a group. Prayer. When we pray, things change. When we pray, things are birthed in the spirit. When we pray, the broken are restored. When we pray, the broken are healed. When we pray, the lost are saved. When we pray, we reverse the plans of the enemy. Family, this is the hour, this is the moment to prioritize prayer above anything. This is the hour, this is the time that even if you are not accustomed to praying aloud, God is calling us to pray without thinking about what will your neighbors say, what will people say at work. God is calling us to pray and pray the power of God wherever we are working. Pray the power of God in our homes. Pray the power of God where we work. Friends and family, this is the hour. I'm reminded of a story many, many years ago. After being married and we lived in a flat somewhere in four ways. And it's one of those flats whereby there's a family underneath where you're staying and there's a family. There's another family on top of you. I think most people get the picture. And I remember in those days, and I used to pray during the day when I'm back from work, weekends, Praying not knowing that someone is actually listening to me. Praying not knowing that someone is listening to us as we're praying. And the family downstairs, it happened one very early in the morning, around 2.30 in the morning. They came to our door 
screaming and shouting frantically. And they knocked. They say, please, here is our baby. Please pray for our baby. Our baby's not well. And we prayed for the baby, for that little baby. At that time, probably not even a month yet. And by God's grace, the baby was restored and was healed. And yes, yes, let's give God the glory. And the moral of the story is that God has not called us to pray secretly. It should be known that we pray. You see, we should minister without using words. That family, had they not heard me pray, of which I was not even aware, nothing would have moved them to come and knock on our door. They were not our friends. We do not know them. But for the fact that they heard us praying because we were living very close to each other, they heard me as I was praying in tongues and so forth. Something said, go to that house, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning, whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and knock and God will meet you. The answer will come through. And God did deliverance. We were just vessels of God. And we prayed, and as, the, as I said, and the baby was restored. But another story about prayer as well. It was when I was at Bible school. I remember during that time when Pastor Harold shared the story of starting the ministry. That for nine months, he birthed the Bible school. He birthed the church in prayer. That everything that we see here was birthed from prayer. So friends and family, be encouraged. God is waiting for us to birth things in the spirit. God is waiting for us to pray for people that are looking at us. God has put it in our hearts to pray for those that are broken. And therefore, I want to encourage us to make a decision. Number one, to establish a lifestyle of prayer. Let it be established, let it be known, that even when people call you, they know that at this time he's busy praying. Establish a lifestyle of prayer, maintain that lifestyle of prayer, and protect that lifestyle of prayer. The enemy will do whatever it takes to want to quench that lifestyle of prayer. The enemy knows that when you pray, people are healed. That when you pray, people are restored. It was in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3, and you, you'll read the story on your own. The Bible says that it was at the hour of prayer that Peter and John healed the beggar that was crippled. It was at the hour of prayer that when the beggar saw Peter and John, thinking that he will get money from them, and Peter and John, they said, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have we give it to you freely. Stand up, walk. Prayer brings healing. Prayer, it births just like a rod cut. We need to have that moment where we thrust in the presence of God, where we do not leave the presence of God, where we do not leave our prayer closet without feeling his presence. That the key to leaving the prayer closet is having after felt his presence. Friends and family, I encourage you, in October, we will be having a prayer event you can already plan now who of your family members that do not know Christ, who of your family members should be coming to prayer October. But even before prayer October, every Saturday morning from half past seven to half past eight, we gather here to pray. The second point that I'm moving to, as I said that the Church of Acts, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, speaking of the word of God, 
they devoted themselves to fellowship, which I've explained with the bricks. And the third point, they devoted themselves to the Word of God. And now with the Word of God, as this is the year 2022, the year of the Word of God, we only left with nine more months. There is still time for everyone that is here. There is still time for everyone that is here to make a commitment to study the Word of God. There is still time for everyone that is here to develop a desire, to develop a hunger for the Word of God. The Word of God says that man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. May we all develop a hunger for the Word of God. Develop a hunger to study His Word. It is written again in the book of Proverbs. It says, it is the glory of God to hide a matter. And it is the glory of kings to search out the matter. To all the kings and the queens that are here, God has put a responsibility on us to search His Word, to research His Word, to study His Word. Because from His Word, there are certain things that we will only get by studying His Word. As we fill our spirit with His Word, we get to know what to do next. We get to know whether do I turn left here or do I turn right here. As the Word says that your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The unfolding of your Word, it gives light and understanding to the simple. God is waiting for us to study His Word, to ensure that His Word it is written on our hearts. Because as we pray, as we study His Word, we become victorious. We are victorious over the things of this world. We are victorious against the plans of the enemy, against the gravitational pull of this world. We are victorious against the spirit of oppression, spirit of depression. We are victorious against bondages, demonic forces. Friends and family, those that have not enrolled with the Bible school, we have an opportunity to ask about the Bible school. It begins there. This lifestyle that I was speaking about, this process of being devoted, it is cultivated and it is skilled and it is strengthened at Bible school. So if you haven't enrolled with the Bible school, I encourage you to do so. And for those that have enrolled for Bible school, may God give you the anointing to finish the year. That you finish the Bible, the program, the academic program. And yes, even for those that have enrolled before, may God give you the courage to come back and finish off those modules that are not yet finished. Hallelujah. And yes, even those that have completed Bible school, there is a challenge to come back and do it the second time. So family, may we all be encouraged to study the Word of God, to build on the Word of God. Many things in this world, they change. Things change, but the Word of God, it never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God, it says that so shall my word be, that as it proceeds from my mouth, it will not return void, but it will accomplish what I desire and will achieve the very same things, the very things that it was set out to achieve. The word of God. When we invest in the word of God, we are investing in something that will never change. Things in this world, they change. Today they're here, tomorrow they're not here. But the word of God, it remains the same. In the book of Luke, it says that heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God, it stands forever. So family, let us all be encouraged to build 
on these three to pray that even if we didn't have a lifestyle of prayer, that yes, we are encouraged after today to look at ourselves. It only starts, you can only start with two minutes. Two minutes a day, moving to three minutes, and so forth and so forth. And you, when we read the Bible as well, we come across many Bible characters that God used to bring victory. In their quest, in everything that they did, God used them to be victorious. They went battle after battle, battle after battle. And one such Bible character is King David. King David, the Bible says that King David was a man after God's own heart. King David was devoted. He was devoted to the Lord. That's why in the book of Psalms, as we read the book of Psalms, we are reading about King David's devotion to the Lord. Psalms such as, create in me a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. This is King David expressing his love towards the Father. His devotion towards the Father. And the more he devoted himself to the Lord, the more he won battle after battle, battle after battle, battle after battle. The Bible says that King Saul won against his thousands. He slayed his thousands. But King David, he killed and he slayed his ten thousands. And to everyone that is here, yes, let's give him the glory. And to everyone that is here, God is waiting for us to conquer those giants, whatever the giant it is. God is waiting for us to conquer those battles, those battles that we can't even tell people about. God knows those battles, but he's saying, he's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He says, come, I want you here. I want you to be fully devoted, not to your friends, fully devoted, not to who you know, fully devoted, not to media, not to social media. I want you to consecrate yourself, die to self, die from the things of this world. That the level of our victory is dependent on the quality and the level of our devotion to God. When we are fully devoted to Him, we know that there is victory. We don't need to worry whether will there be victory. There is victory. Our eyes should be removed from the problem, but we turn our eyes to Him in our devotion to God. We don't look at the problems. The problems does not belong to us. The battle, they'll never belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. Our responsibility is to turn our eyes to the Lord. I've spoken about King David, and I said that King David, the book of Psalms, it expresses his devotion to the Lord. He says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. But in closing, I also want to share one king as well, who is also a descendant of King David, King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat, who is a descendant of King David, he became the king of Judah 100 years after the death of King David. And what we learn from King Jehoshaphat, and you may read it in your time, we read the story up, which is found in 2 Chronicles, and it starts in verse 17. It says that King Jehoshaphat was devoted to the ways of the Lord. He was devoted to the things of God. 
And what stands out again about King Jehoshaphat is the two things, or the three things, if I may. Number one, his investment in prayer, his investment in the Word of God, and fellowship. The Word of God, then it says that King Jehoshaphat, he appointed officials to go throughout Judah to preach the Word of God. He appointed officials that will go and teach people about the Word of God. And then the Bible says that the fear of God fell upon the people and the surrounding nations. Another thing that stands up about him, if you read it in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, this is where problems begin. Just like us as children, we face we encounter problems. The Moabites and the Ammonites, they said, King Jehoshaphat, we want to fight you. Now we all know the Aites, the Amalekites, the Amobites, the Ammonites, all of them were fighting the Israelites to remove them from their promised land. Every one of them was opposing them. And just like us today, we have the modern day Ammonites. We have the modern day Ammobites, the things that want to withdraw us from the promised land, the things that want to stop us from receiving that which God has called us to receive. When King Jehoshaphat got the news that these two nations want to fight him, I'm so touched by his reaction. He didn't consult the local prophets like other kings. He didn't consult the man-made local prophets to say, should I go or should I not fight against them? The first thing that he did was to assemble everyone that is Judah. He assembled everyone and he said, we're going to pray. So he didn't pray on his own, in his own corner, which obviously he did. But in this case, the emphasis is on the fact that he assembled the nation of Judah. Speaking of fellowship, speaking of there is power in the many, there is power in corporate anointing. He assembled everyone. They prayed and they declared a fast and they prayed and they prayed. In closing, the end of the story is that God said to him, through a servant of the Lord, it came to him and he said, Jehoshaphat, this battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. You will not even have to fight this battle. I will fight the battle on your behalf. And to everyone that is here, when we devote ourselves to the Lord, he fights our battles on our behalf. Even the battles. Yes, let's give him the glory. He fights those battles, battles that we are aware of and even battles that we are not aware of. He fights it on our behalf. If only our focus, it is totally removed from the issue and it is fully focused on him, devoted to him, devoted to him in prayer, devoted to him in the studying of the word and never forgetting fellowship, never forgetting fellowship. The word of God, it says that do not give up the habit of meeting as it is accustomed to the many, as we see the day of the Lord approaching. So family, may you be encouraged this morning. The battle does not belong to you. It was never your battle. It belongs to the Lord. But the Lord is calling us in this hour, with everything that is taking place in the body of Christ and elsewhere, to put our focus on him, to be fully devoted to him. And with that said, if I may ask everyone to please let us all stand up. And let us close our eyes.
Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I thank you that, yes, your word, it has fallen on fertile soil, Almighty God. That, Lord, that there will be an increase. That you, Almighty God, will multiply it. We thank you, Father, Almighty God, for the King David's in our midst. We thank you for the King Jehoshaphat's in our midst. We thank you, Father. As King Jehoshaphat said, this vast army, I do not know what to do, but my eyes are on you. We do not know what to do, but we turn our eyes on you. And therefore, Father, I thank you, Lord, that Father from this house, O God, that Lord, we turn our attention to you, that we are fully and completely devoted to you, that we build our lives on prayer, on the word of God, and fellowship. We thank you, Father, that there is breakthrough, O God. That, Father, you bring the increase. That promotion belongs to the Lord. We thank you for favor, Almighty God. And we thank you that, indeed, chains will be broken, Almighty God, as we look to you. We thank you, Father, that, Lord, that you bring your sons and your daughters from the east, from the north, from the south. We thank you, Father, that we dwell in your presence. Your word says, I've kept him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Yes, you've kept him in perfect peace, whose mind is devoted, fully devoted to you. And so, Father, we thank you. We pray this to the glory of your name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.